online, on Radio Player and on 106.6 FM. This is Wickham Sound. Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. I'm Duncan Strip. Welcome to Monday Movies, your weekly roundup of film news, reviews, and general chit chat. On tonight's show, we will see if everything is still awesome as we review the Lego Movie 2. Joining us on the phone later will be Nell Teasdale to talk about the Banff Film Festival. And in the studio, friends of the show, Harry Malcolm and Mark Hockman, who will be giving us the lowdown on the second Oakley Court Film Memorabilia Fair. As ever, your reviews and thoughts on anything filmic are very much welcomed. And after all that, we may still have time to chat. To Luke, Toby and Mason are here because they really have nothing better to do on a Monday evening. Good evening, <laughs> gentlemen. Good evening, Good Duncan. Evening. Good evening. How are we all? You're OK. Fine, thank Good. you. Good. Good. How was Berlin? That was smooth, wasn't it? Yes. Sorry, I'm just taking a minute to, to, to admire my opening, as, it, as the bishop said to the actress. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no one wants to do that. It's a packed show, so let's not start with music. Let's start oh. with a top ten. Shall we? And let's go through this. Pretty swiftly, okay. We uh, it was the favourite last night, and it's still in the top ten. At number ten this week, it's the favourite, and it will probably go up this week yeah. because of its BAFTA win. Yeah, it won a lot of BAFTAs last night. It did win a lot. Of BAFTAs. Seven, not the two biggies oh. though. Not best film and best director. No. Surprisingly, let's not go there because Roma. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's number nine? <laughs> what a great film that is. I've... We were talking in drive time about Roma, and should it have won best director? And I said, well, all he did was say, put the camera there, and move it every five minutes. That's, that was it's, his direction. It's true. I, oh, yeah. Let's All not, right, let's not go there. Let's not go there. Uh, number nine this week, uh, last week's number four, Stan and Ollie. Didn't win anything at the BAFTAs. No. no. I was surprised. Were you? Yeah, just because it's, you know, it's a, oh, Stan and Ollie, Lauren and Hardy, you know, everyone in Britain loves them. They do. But obviously the film wasn't good enough. The uh, film is very good. Yes. Um, it, but it's a very BBC Two Sunday afternoon kind of thing. Mm. But, it's, but it's very enjoyable. Uh, last week, nothing because it's brand new this week at number eight. Can you f- ever forgive me? No. Okay. Uh, last this w- is okay. the true story about Lee Israel, who uh, was a down on her luck author, and she made money by forging letters by fav- famous uh, authors uh, and selling them to collectors. Um, interestingly, we can talk to um, the guys from the Oakley Film Memorabilia yeah. Fair, because this is the, probably the kind of stuff they deal in as well. Um, it's really good. Fantastic performance from Melissa McCarthy and a really good performance from Richard E. Grant. Neither of them took awards away at the BAFTAs last night. Though, Sadly. But it is a really good film, well worth watching. Uh, last so, week... Toby glazed over. Just <laughs> no, a no, no, I'm, I'm, just, I'm listening. Okay. I don't care. Uh, last week's number five, this week's number seven, Mary Poppins Returns. You're dead inside if you don't... Um, like it? Like it, and you're a fool if you haven't been to see it. OK, last week's number three, this week's number six. I'm surrounded by fools. Well, we knew that already. Uh, Vice. Uh, I don't get the love for it. It's it's very entertaining, it's very interesting, but I don't know why it's nominated for lots of awards. Just very quickly, uh, one of my friends saw it and said that he oh, learned... i you've got more than one friend. <laughs> <laughs> that he learned a lot of American politics through it. Would you say the same? Uh, yes. Yes, you do learn a bit about American politics. Yes, I would say. Yeah, so I educational. So it's slightly educational. Okay. I don't see... I mean, I thought the editing was fairly poor and haphazard, and yet it won last night for Best Editing. I was editing. about to say, it won last yeah, night. Yeah, and I don't, I don't get the love it's getting. I don't know why it's up for, like, Best Film, Best Director at the Oscars. I don't, don't understand it at all. I don't understand. I don't understand it. Please, somebody explain it to me. Uh, last... <laughs> okay. uh, last week's number two, this week's number five, Mary Queen of Scots. Yeah, I mean, if if you like, uh, if you <laughs> yeah, yeah if, if you like those kind of costume dramas, then it's it'll be right up your street, and uh, and it's very good. However, for me, um, it's not really my kind of thing. But over overall, I I didn't hate it. You know, I I enjoyed dis- parts of it. Yeah. So so yeah, if you if you're really into costume dramas and you love scenery and horses and everything, <laughs> go and see. <laughs> do you wow. love no, Do you on. love scenery? Do you love horses? Go and see Mary Queen of Scots. Quickly, going back to the BAFTAs, I'm surprised yeah. it wasn't um, nominated for Best Cinematography. It was not because no. the the shots of some of the the landscapes horses. and horses. Yeah. <laughs> but so, honestly, some of the cinematography of the locations and stuff uh, I thought was amazing. I hope that's going to be on it, the poster. Was it subtle? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Good. I hope that's on the poster. What's no, that? Mary Queen of Scots. Do you love horses? Do you love <laughs> scenery? You'll love this. It's for you. <laughs> go now. Watch it. Go, go, go. Uh, last week's number four. This week's number four. 
No. no, it was new. It's number four you this know, week. I don't think you should do the last week. No, I think you should just that's do just number confusing me. Isn't the it? Week. Yeah. Four so, this four. week. Escape room. Haven't seen it. Oh. Uh, it's What's a horror film one? about a group of teenagers stuck in an escape room as they slowly die one by one. Oh, uh, <laughs> Happy apparently Monday. it's better than it sounds. Also, there is uh, an escape room in London that you can do. There's a lots a of escape rooms. You don't, you don't actually die, no. which is which is lucky. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I did one in They're Manchester. Quite, oh, did you? Mm. They're quite good. Yeah, there's lots of them. Quite good. Yeah, you, have a, lots of them yeah. you have a time limit, don't you? And then you have you to do. get out. Yeah. yeah, you have to get out. And if you don't, you die. Ray! <laughs> uh, last week's... No, I'm still doing that. Number one no. last week. This week's number three, Glass. You're still doing Side it. Um, yes, it's good. It's getting a lot of <laughs> negative press because pe it's not what people expect. It hasn't got the big superhero finish that people were expecting, but I thought it was uh, very enjoyable. It's M. Night Shyamalan's um, third film in his series uh, that started with Unbreakable and Split. Brand new this week... Green Book at number two. Uh, which, again, I don't understand why it's get, getting all the awards love. It's a perfectly nice film, uh, but it's saved by two fantastic performances. So you care about the characters because of the performances. But considering the book is based... The film is based on a book called The Green Book, mm. which is a... a, a a book that black people had to take around in the South Amer in Southern America uh, because it listed places they were allowed to stay and they were allowed to go, so which, which hints at the fact that life for black people in America wasn't very good. And then the film shows nothing of what their lives are like. They mm. just show a rich black man being ferried around in a car. So it's strange that they name it after the book that shows how bad their lives are and then it doesn't show how bad their lives are, if that makes sense. Kind of. Quick question. Tell me what you think about <clears throat> me. When you said um, they don't show, like, anything, how blacks mm -hmm. were treated it back then, were there, like, no racial slurs or anything? Uh, there's one all? scene with a racial slur in a bar, but that's it. Oh, OK. And that could have been because he was posh and uh, very well-spoken, rather than because he was <laughs> black, to be honest. Question. Tell me what you think about me. Uh, last night, the two main... Actors. Yes. One of them was nominated for supporting, one of them was nominated for... I thought they were both main characters. Well, we had all this out, didn't we, in our little oh, BAFTA chat. Okay. We did. Yeah, so for me, Vigo Mortensen and Mahashira Ali are both... They both have equal screen time, they're both lead actors. But because the filmmakers would have thought if we nominate them both in the one category, the vote will get split, we'll split them up. We'll call one a supporting and one a... Um, but then the favourite got two... Supporting actors. It did, and it, yes, and it didn't uh, harm them. But then, isn't it strange that one of the characters... Is, so Rachel Weiss is really the lead, mm. and um, Olivia Coleman is the supporting actress because she's got the smaller part, but she won. Yeah. So, yeah, doesn't make any Very sense. Um, Very if you want to hear our BAFTA chat, then don't worry, it'll be on the podcast. The podcast? The podcast. Where, where can people find that? You can find that uh, on your normal podcast suppliers. More information on the website, wickhamsound.org. Dot UK. Go to your podcast dealer. Dealer. Ask him for Monday. <laughs> I'll have some Monday I'll movies. have some MM, please. <laughs> uh, thank you very much. Thank you. Um, this week's brand new number one this week is How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And none of us have seen it. Hurrah! We haven't seen any of them. Have, no, I don't... Do you know, I don't think I have. I have seen both of them, actually. Apparently they're, they're, supposed apparently to be they're very good. Apparently they're the, very, very the good. The highlight... Um, you know when the people talk about Pixar films and Disney films, they always do horses very well. Mm. They have done dragons in these films amazingly. The lead dragon... Hard to tell, because dragons were never real. So. I know, <laughs> but they're very, they're very cleverly done. They're hilarious. Toothless. Hilarious. Have you seen the Kit Harrington? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, that's great. So, that um, great. my other half saw Toothless, which is the main dragon mm -hmm. um, in the film. That was the first time she saw it, and then now wants to go and see the films. Because oh, Toothless right. is hilariously funny. Okay, lovely. Yeah. Okay. That is a very, very quick rundown of the top ten. Monday Movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. In October last year, Mark Hockman and Harry Malcolm um, put on the first Oakley Court film and memorabilia fair. Due to the overall success, they have now arranged the second uh, memorabilia event on the 24th of February this year at the Oakley Court Hotel near Windsor. No, sorry, 24th of February. Yeah, this year. Yeah, this Tell year. you... Uh, I tell you why I was confused, guys. Because on the uh, mail out that you sent us, you said it's on the twenty fourth of February, twenty eighteen. Uh, you got oh. your year wrong. So I was trying to, I was trying to correct it as I went along, and I went wrong. Good evening, gentlemen. How are you? Good well, evening. Doctor. Very well. How are you? How are you? I'm very well. Good, so good. last October, me and Luke came along to on the Sunday to the Oakley Film, Oakley Court Film Memorabilia Fair, yep. and it seemed to be a roaring success. It was. It, it, we were really, really pleased. Um, over 320 people turned up on the day. Um, you guys were there as well. Uh, it was it was really nice that some guys had flown in from Finland, um, just especially for the event. 
And overall, the, the, the dealers and, and the general public who arrived, everyone had a good experience, and, and that's what we really wanted from the event. Um, that being the driver, then we're now putting on another event on the 24th of February this month. So because of the success of that one, is this one going to be bigger and better? We Very. hope so. <laughs> we really, really hope so. We've put a lot of time and effort into it. The one in October was our first one, so we've learnt by a couple of little mistakes that we made, and this time it should be fantastic. So uh, how many exhibitors did you have last, uh, last year? So we last time we had approximately 38 dealers. Um, this time we've increased the floor plan, so we'll have over 50 dealer tables. That also includes special guests on the day. Um, and also it'll be a lot more eclectic, so, yes, there'll be film memorabilia, but there'll also be clothing, books, video, vinyl, music, transport, lobby cards, stills, autographs, so a whole array of, of, of memorabilia. So I've got to ask, it's, it seemed quite tight in there uh, last year, so if, if, you're in, if you're in the same venue, are you, are you giving people slightly less space to some people? Yeah, so most dealers will have two tables instead of three or four this time. Also, last time we had a mini-exhibition on Maidenhead at the Movies that, that was donated to us by Maiden Heritage Centre. Um, that space now has been taken over by some other film poster dealers who, who are from the northwest, so they're coming down especially for it. So we think that the way that the table plan uh, and the floor plan will work, there'll still be enough room for people to, to walk around and then also mill around, have a look, and hopefully make a purchase. And you had special guests last year, some impressive special guests last year, uh, and you, you're outdoing yourself this year, I guess. Yes, we are. We've got Graham Humphreys coming again, who was the horror artist. He's actually created... A best yeah, I think he had the brightest shirt in the room. <laughs> he, he was Graham always has the brightest yeah. shirt in the room. So anybody coming, please bring your sunglasses. Um, this time we've had him create, we commissioned him to create a bespoke poster for the event, which not only features some of the films that were made at Oakley, but also um, the Rocky Horror Show, which it's just been fantastically received the, uh, as a poster. And on that poster features Caroline Munro. She is actually going to be one of the guests at the event, so we're very, very pleased to get her there. Very pleased. Excellent. Who else have you got? So we've got Lee Tuck. So Lee Tuck is a resident of uh, Hollyport, just outside of, of Bray. Lee worked at Pinewood, Pinewood Studios. He also worked at Bray. He's a model maker. He was also working alongside Ray Harryhausen on Clash of the Titans. He also worked on Warlords of Atlantis, uh, Batman as well. Myself and Mark went to see him. Uh, the minute we opened the door to his studio, we were greeted by some of the props from Alien, also some of the props from the Sea Wolves. So he's coming down, he's bringing props, screen used, he's bringing his inventory and portfolio of works. We've got Wayne Kinsey coming again, who was the author and historian of, of everything Hammer Horror. He's bringing with him Janina Fay. So she was in the 1958 Dracula film. She was also in a film called Never Take Sweets from a Stranger. She doesn't do the circuit very often, so... That's quite a scoop getting her. And then also, as Mark said, we have Caroline Munro as well, who was not only in Hammer, but was also in James Bond. She was also the Lamb's Navy rum girl um, from the 70s. We've also got Jake Rocher coming again, who is the historian for Oakley Court. Um, so we've got a nice array, a nice array of people, people attending. And do the guests stay all day? Do they come for a certain amount of the day or do they uh, stay for the whole the day? The guests are going to be there all day. Graham's got his pen ready and he's going to be ready to sign and dedicate his pictures from 10 o'clock onwards. Caroline Monroe's going to be there from 10 o'clock-ish. Until 4. Until 4. Wayne Kins is going to be there. Jake's going to be there. All from 10 o'clock. Excellent. And last year you did a screening after the f fair. How did that go? That, that was quite well received. I think, if we're being honest, it was quite a long day, yeah. not only for the general public but also for the dealers. We were hoping to do something this year at, at the event on the 24th of February, but unfortunately various ducks in, in the row didn't, didn't work out. We're already planning something for October, November, so you'll be the first to hear. Uh, and that will also hopefully centre around a screening of some sort. Excellent. So uh, let us know what the date is and what the time is. 
It's February the 24th, which is a Sunday, and early bird entries from 8.30 in the morning, normal entries from 10 o'clock in the morning. We look forward to seeing you all there. And what are the ticket prices? So on the tickets, early bird is £15. General admission from 10 o'clock is £10. If people want to book a ticket and reserve a bespoke Graham Humphreys signed and numbered poster, then we're doing a joint ticket and poster deal at 25, which is the £10 to enter and the 15 for the poster. And then you can find more information not only on the Oakley Court Facebook page, but then also through Mark Hockman's vintage movie poster business as well. OK, excellent. Well, good luck, guys. Hope it's as, as, more successful than the last one. We Even though the, success, so. first, the first one was very successful from Thank what we you. saw. Uh, but I hope this one goes well. So that's in two weekends' time. Yeah, 24th of February. Also, just finally, Excalibur Auctions will be um, at the event. And they are inviting anybody to bring down memorabilia. And they're offering a free evaluation and appraisal. Uh, situation on that Sunday between 10 and 4. Oh, excellent. So if anyone's got anything from a, Hiding a in the cupboard. film set that they think yeah. might be worth it. So it's, like, it's a kind of film-related antiques roadshow going on as well. Very much so. Yeah. Excellent. OK. Harry, Mark, thank you very much for coming in and talking about it and good luck with the event. Thanks very much. Thank we'll you, see you there. Uh, thanks very much to Mark and Harry for coming in. That was the Oakley Court Film Memorabilia Fair. It's taking place on the 24th of February at the Oakley Court Hotel. It's near Windsor and it's the home of Hammer Horror. Uh, tickets for the event available via www.vintagemovieposters.co.uk or you can pay on the door and it's well worth it. We had a fantastic time when we went there in October. Good. You weren't invited, sorry, I, I wasn't Tony. Invited, me, no. me and Luke went, and we had a lovely time. It's fantastic. Uh, should we review a, a quick film? Because we uh, asked people to watch a Netflix film. How many people watched it? I. Forgot. Yeah, you see, you, uh, Mason forgot, Luke just couldn't be bothered, but Toby and me, hardcore, we did. We did. Uh, the film was Velvet Buzzsaw, which is a, a another Netflix original. Um, a brief summary of the plot. After a series of paintings by an unknown artist are discovered, a supernatural force enacts revenge on those who have allowed their greed to get in the way of art. It stars... Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal, Rene Russo, Tom Sturridge and Tony Collette mm. and John Malkovich. Uh, what did you think of it, Toby? Well, um, I thought... To be honest, I thought it was a bit slow to begin with. I think it didn't really kick off until, I, I would say, just under, under the hour. Um, I feel like it's... It, nothing that kicked off a bit early, didn't it? it? <laughs> Yeah, Sorry, looking for I, knew, that, I, I knew I had a kicked <laughs> off one somewhere. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Nothing to, to me. Nothing really happened until. Well, I mean, I don't want to ruin it, but the action kind of starts to kick off. Mm. But I, th I quite. It's annoying because I quite liked the idea of the film, mm -hmm. how how the art basically comes back to, to haunt people. Yes. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't think they executed it in the best way. Now, I can't really describe how I would have personally done it. Now, you see, I liked the first half better than the second half. Really? I no, liked I it before it kicked off. I liked... I, I preferred it when it kicked off. That's so weird. Because Jake Gyllenhaal is playing a really poncy mm. art critic. Rene mm. Russo is an art dealer. Tony Collette is an art dealer. Mm. And John Malkovich is a, a, a failing artist. Mm. And I just loved the... I, I would have been happy without the horror in the second half. Oh, really? I would have been happy with a drama about pretentious art musos who uh, are just very, very annoying. Oh, right. Um, because I found them hilarious. And I think the, prote the pretension and the pieces of art they use, I, don't, I imagine they're not real pieces of art because they, no. they were taking the mickey out of them. Mm. So I imagine they are fake pieces of art that yeah. they had commissioned. You know, one, the, the one that has a big part in it is a giant mirrored sphere with holes oh, oh yeah, yeah 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 which they're saying is one of the best pieces of art mm. they've ever seen but I, I like that this deconstruction of the art world and trying to show how stupid it is to pay seven million pounds for mm. a splash of paint on a piece of canvas yeah but I mean overall I thought it was yeah, I don't know I, I wouldn't race back to watch it again I'll just say that oh see I do want to watch it again I mean, maybe maybe I've missed something. I don't know. I, I it wasn't until you know the bit in the, the with the car. I'll yes. just say that. Yeah, mm. so I won't ruin it. It wasn't until then I was like, oh, okay, something's actually happening now. You wanted something to happen. No, 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 
No, up until that point, yeah. I was like, I don't know where this film's going. Nothing's really. I think after the happening. halfway mark, it didn't know where it was going, yeah. and it ends very badly as well. Mm. I think it, it, there's no resolution to the end of the film, and I, it sort of fizzles out. Yeah, it's a bit like a sparkler. Mm. Sparkled for a bit, and then it fizzled out. Yeah, that's what I thought. Well, I mean, I it's okay. Yeah, yeah, it's not. And let's face it, if you've got Netflix, you're not paying for it, so you might as well give it a go. Very true. Yeah, I mean, it's not, it's not a bad film, but it's you not. Watch, well, you might, you watch more of this than you did of Roma. I mean, if you had to watch one again, which would you watch? <laughs> oh, well, I think we all know the answer to that. <laughs> which is weird because Roma won a lot of awards. Yes, and yet you would rather watch Velvet yeah. Buzzsaw than Roma. Exactly. So if they're both on paper, yeah. Roma's won all I'm these awards. I'm trying to think of another oh. film that you've really hated and whether you'd rather watch Roma. Uh, downsizing. Downsizing. Which would you rather watch, Downsizing or Roma? If you had to. Oh, oh, um, Bear in mind, one's an hour and a half long and one's two and a half hours long. Uh, probably downsizing. But even, no, but even then, I, I, would, I would be on my phone the whole time. I don't know. Roma's really bad then, isn't it? Well, I, could, I, had to, <laughs> I had to turn it off. I had to turn it off. Again, it's not, one of, it's not a film for me, Roma. I know. OK. So. Uh, we're going to break for some music, and this may annoy you. No, we're not going to break for some music. No, we've got a guest on the phone now. OK. <laughs> Sorry, so unprofessional, but that, I blame my producer for that. Um, have a <laughs> Joining us now, we've got Nell Teasdale, who's here to talk about the Banff Film Festival. Nell, good evening. Hello, good evening. Hi, how are you? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Good, I'm very well, thank you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, firstly, for people who don't know, can you tell us what the Banff Film Festival is? Um, it is basically a collection of uh, the very best mountain films uh, from all over the world. And these films feature, um, uh, well, they're really a celebration of everything mountain-inspired. So mountain sports, mountain adventures, expeditions, um, athletes that are inspired by the mountains. Um, and so it's a, a collection of films, uh, six or seven films at each event, um, that really, I guess, just um, inspire people to get out into the outdoors and enjoy it a little bit more. So these aren't, these aren't feature films, these are short films? Um, they're a mixture. So um, uh, we've got seven films. Um, the shortest is about three or four minutes. And the longest is about 38 minutes. Um, so they take people on uh, different adventures all around the world and with different lengths as well. So um, you really get sort of drawn in through the big screen into uh, really incredible, beautiful places. So are they shown all at different times, or, or are they just one after the other, like a, like a, like a mini film festival? Yeah, it's a mini film festival. So um, uh, it's uh, in uh, an evening slot, generally over three hours. We have an interval as well, so people can talk about the films and catch up with their uh, adventure buddies. Um, but it's a single event where you get to uh, enjoy seven films um, in the one evening. Okay, and Banff is uh, a place, I believe. It is, actually, yeah. There is a Banff in Scotland, but there's also a Banff uh, in the Canadian Rockies, um, not too far from uh, Calgary, and uh, it's a mountain town that's surrounded by really beautiful mountains, and that's where they hold the festival there, uh, which goes for nine days. And it's been running for more than 40 years, um, and all sorts of adventurers and, and photographers and filmmakers uh, all congregate there every November to celebrate uh, the mountains. And uh, I'm just looking through some of the ones, uh, uh, just a couple that sound fantastic. Um, this Mountain Life, uh, which is about Martina and her 60-year-old mum, Tanya, who embark on an epic ski traverse from Vancouver to Alaska, six months and two and a half thousand kilometres of journeying through relentless mountain wilderness, which I think sounds fascinating. And uh, Far Out, Kai Jones, uh, about an 11-year-old boy uh, who follows in his family's ski tracks right into backflicks and trip tricks off of cliffs. So it's, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's not just people, you know, it's not just the usual kind of ski Sunday stuff. This is extreme sports, a lot of it. Yeah, absolutely. But it's very um, focused on the characters as well. So you really get to uh, know these adventurers and um, kind of understand why they do what they do and uh, really go on the expedition with them. So that um, film you mentioned, This Mountain Life, is the most popular um, film on the tour this year and um, just what they do is extraordinary and they're just so remote and so isolated and um, what they endure is, is quite incredible um, and breathtaking. Yeah, uh, You must be thrilled with the uh, BAFTAs last night with Free Solo winning Best Documentary. 
Yes, that's an incredible <laughs> film. Yes, it's. Um, I think mountain films and adventure films very much coming to the forefront of the genre, uh, which is fantastic because they appeal to pretty much everybody. Mm, I don't know about a, a fantastic film. It, it terrified the life out of me. I mean, <laughs> yes. it's, a, it's a film that anyone with vertigo should should not go and see through Free Solo, I would say. Yeah, probably good advice. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the Ben's Film Festival, can you tell us uh, when it's on? Uh, yes, so it's um, going to locations all over the UK between uh, now and the middle of May. Uh, we're coming to High Wycombe um, this Valentine's Day, which if you're, I think if you're struggling for an idea to take your loved one or just your best bud, um, then definitely the Wycombe Swan on Thursday um, at 7.30 is a high recommendation. And me. how much are tickets for the uh, show? Oh, tickets are um, they're about twelve fifty uh, for a concession and fourteen pounds for a uh, a non concession. Okay, and for people interested, where can they find out more information and ticket prices? Uh, on our website, so um, banff-uk.com and banff is spelled B-A-N-F-F, and you can see a trailer there, which gives you more uh, more of an idea of what to expect um, if you come to a banff screening, and you can see all the films that we're playing as well. Read about them. That's brilliant. Uh, now, thank you very much for joining us. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. This is Wickham Sound. Some good news. Um, Doctor Sleep uh, <laughs> has been moved forward to this year. Well, I, and none of you know hero? what Doctor Sleep is. is no, that a this, hello, I'm Doctor Sleep. He just touches you and you asleep. fall asleep. <laughs> no, this is the sequel to The Shining, oh. which is starring oh. Ewan McGregor as the uh, old Do- Danny Torrance. Uh, and it sounds like a terrible idea, and I thought it was a terrible idea to make a sequel to The Shining until we found out that it is being directed and written by Mike Flanagan. Uh, he did um, Oculus. Isn't he a comedian? No, that's Mickey Flanagan. Oh. <laughs> Nearly. He did the Karen Gillan horror film Oculus. Um, he did the Stephen King adaptation that's on uh, Netflix, and I cannot remember its name for the life of me. But more importantly, he wrote and directed every episode of The House on Haunted Hill, which um, is a fantastic oh, yeah, I've, 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 been, I've been told to, yes. to watch that. So yeah. it has now been brought forward to this year. It was going to be a 2020 release. It is now a 1999 release. Well done, you. Which is good. Um, the, in The yes. Shining, you know, the heroes, Johnny's seen. Uh, how many doors do you think they used? 25. Close. Thank you. 28. Closer. Mason? Good. Just shout a number. 12. No. Uh, it was 30. Took them <laughs> three days oh. to film it. Wow. Or just, well, here's Johnny. <laughs> no, well, do it again. Kubrick, because Kubrick, Kubrick was famous for, for yeah. make, making people do things over and over again, and he constantly brought Shelley Duval to tears because he, even simple lines of, you know, she, she, she might be saying, you know, here's Hello. some coffee, he would make her do it 50, 60 yeah. times until she was crying her eyes He was out. a perfectionist. He was a ridiculous perfectionist. Wow. Unlike yeah. Duncan. Yeah. <laughs> he, was the, he was the polar opposite of, of Tolkien. Me. Yeah. Yes, exactly, exactly. So that's good news. Le- maybe good news, maybe not. What's your Aladdin news? Oh, so the first trailer with the genie in it has, mm. has arrived. I've not seen this. Uh, well, away. you've seen a photo. I've seen a photo of Will Smith as the genie. It just it looks. I don't know. His fa- it doesn't look like it's his face. It looks, obviously, because he's blue, but it looks like all of his features are just in the middle of his face and, like, he's got just a lot of skin around it. See, it hasn't bothered me because I think it's bothering people because it's Will Smith and he's looking a bit odd. If it was just an unknown actor, you wouldn't worry because because he looks like the genie in Aladdin, you know? I don't know. He just looks like a big blue man. I think they can get away with it with animated because, obviously, it's not a real human being. But Is he blue in the stage production? No. I can't remember. He's not. He's not. And I think it works. No. No, he's not. He, he's, um... Well, it depends who's playing it, really. Yes, he's just a person. He's just a person. Uh-huh. Um, but I think that works better, because it's more believable. Hmm. Whereas if it was an animated character, I, you make it whatever colour you want. Make it pink, make it green, make it orange. Um, but because it's a real person, mm. obviously I know it's a genie, I just don't think... It might be just because I have no imagination left and I'm, you know, slowly becoming old in my life. And yet, according to your Facebook feed, you found some old videos, stif- stuff which show you, you used to have a vivid imagination. Oh, I don't know what happened. This- Even my mum's going, what happened to you? I was like, did you drop me? you become quite boring in your old Yeah, age. I have. Yeah. <laughs> You're talking, you're talking like you're a 60-year-old man looking at your past. You're 23. <laughs> I was, goodness sake. I, I was watching it going, when did that happen? I felt like it was like 60 years when ago. When do we get to see these uh, videos? Well, oh, video? There wouldn't be videos, would there? Not yeah, VHS. there is video. Yes, VHS. VHS. Yeah, but they're, like, they're pre-VHS. They're like 
I was not going to say cassettes, but like small eight millimeter tapes. Oh, okay. Well, well we'd love to see them. Well, you please. may see some of it. I might make it into some sort of funny one show esque because it was like me going, "Here's a maze. Let's walk round it together." It was oh, very. So you weird. wanted to be a pre- see. You wanted to be a presenter I know. even back then. I know what went wrong. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's very true. Monday movies on Wickham Sound one hundred six point six FM. Under pressure. Should we talk about a movie? A movie. Yeah, a movie. Uh, the leggy, le- the, the leggy, <laughs> the leggy <laughs> movie, the Lego movie uh, two, the second part. It should have been really the second brick. Second block. Second block would have been even mm, better. Yeah. yeah, but it's Lego bricks, isn't it? So yeah, I don't know why it's called the second part. That is that isn't a great no. title, is it? No. So uh, it's been five years since everything was awesome, and the citizens are facing a huge new threat. Has it actually been Le- five years? Oh, can I not get no, through no, no, you readings? can't. Apparently, it has been five years. Yeah, I'll go- you do the 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 what it's about. I'll Google. Oh, okay. Well, I'm gonna, I've done it now. Have <laughs> you? Okay. Uh, Twenty fourteen. Mm. Yeah. 15, 16, 17, 18. It has, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, listen. It's five years. Luke does maths live <laughs> on the radio. One, is two, three, four, five. Yeah, it's been five years. It's been five years. years. That makes you feel old, doesn't it? Even though you're only 23. Yeah, it does. So this basically came out while you were crazy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and no. You, you were showing people around your mouth. No, that was much older ago. Oh. To be fair, five years is that was actually quite a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. 2014. That is five years ago. I was at university. Still. I was okay. doing Wickham Sound Welcome still. Welcome to Memory Lane here <laughs> on Wickham Sound. Uh, anyway, it has been five years. Yes, it has. Has it? Everything was awesome and the citizens are facing a huge new threat. Lego Duplo invaders from outer space wrecking everything faster than they can rebuild it. Oh, no. Luke, we both went to see this today. Different we did. times. We didn't go together. No. We're not that close. No. We're not allowed to anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, it's all against the rules yeah, now. New laws, rules. There's laws about oh, against dear, it. Oh, dear, yeah. New administration is terrible. <laughs> uh, so you went in the morning, I went in the afternoon. Yes. Our path, you know, the, the, the path didn't cross. No, there was no, 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 cross, no. The, we didn't cross beams. I had a whole cinema to myself. So did I. Except for there was two other people, but they came in late to the film. I, I had so did you, actually. I That's something we should yeah. point out, though. Well, let's do that. There's three trailers. That's it. It starts pretty much st- 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 dead on whenever yes. it says it's going to start. So I went in at se- uh, five four twenty, yes. thinking because it started. It's supposed to start at four. Yeah. I went in at four twenty, which I normally do because that leaves me with about five minutes of trailers, trailers and yeah, a, yeah. an advert. Uh, but the film had already started. No. I went in pretty much at eleven. It was uh, the Knights of the Round Table, Secret Life of Pets two, and uh, Detective Pikachu, and that was it. We were straight into it. Yeah. It was nice actually. Good. So the what film. Do you think of the film. Now, your thoughts. The last, the end of the last film, which was very good. It was all right. Um, has a scene which completely ruined the film for me. It's where they go into the real world, and it's like, oh, it's all in their imagination. That completely ruined it for me. Um, and this film sort of runs with it, and just kept knocking me out of the film. Um, and they seem to sort of split it into three worlds. So they had Lego World, yeah. the real world. Real world and Lego world sort of together because the bricks could move out in the real world. Well, no, the two were. I mean, the two. There's the Lego world and the Duplo world, which is the boys' bedroom no, sorry, I meant, and the girls' bedroom. But they're still in the same world, though, aren't they? But I'm saying like they had like the Lego and Duplo world. Yes. Then they had the real world where brother and sister you could see playing together. Yes. And then they also had that, but mixed with the Lego characters still moving around in that. Yes. Like they've sort of animated themselves. Yes. And that just. It, it freaked you out slightly? Not freaked me out, just sort of ruined it. Oh. I mean, it's very funny. There are some very funny scenes in it. Because obviously there's, uh, there's lots of DC characters. Obviously Batman's in it. So there's a, there is a Marvel joke in the film. Um, Duncan, did you remember that? Yes, yeah, yes, yeah. there was a Marvel joke in the film. Yeah, he can't remember. Um, so there are funny bits. But I think if they had just got the storyline as it was, without going, oh, it's actually your sister playing with a dupe I think the problem is, the end of the first film, they bring in the real world. Yeah. So they couldn't ignore the real world in the second film. They had to, it had to be about the real world, because now you knew that these characters existed within the imaginations of two children. Yeah, but then, I don't know. I think it still would have worked if they hadn't gone, the brother and the sister. Because I think there were still obvious bits 
of that but it was in a real life. A nice message. It's, I know it's it telling is. Telling kids that you should get along and I you know. should get along with your siblings. But are kids really going to take that away from the film? Do you think so? Young children. Okay. Young children do. Yeah. No, I mean, I, you know, once you get over the age of twelve, thirteen, no, because you don't care. <laughs> little kids who this is aimed yeah. at. Yeah. Yes. Now there was a there was a I don't know how old he was with his mother and father, um, but he was singing everything is awesome from the cinema down to the bottom. That was me. Was it? I thought it did look like it. No, it wasn't. Um, so obviously they, he enjoyed it, and I didn't not enjoy it. It just kept taking me out of it when they were jumping between. It's his brother and sister playing. Mason had his hand up. Mason, with the um, sorry question. Tell me what you think yeah. about me. With the um, Lego and the real world mixed together, was it like it, you know in the Lego video games where it's normal, but they have like little Lego bricks in little places? No, it was it was. I'm not sure how they did it, because it looked like they just had, like, Lego bricks in the real world. So it didn't look like it was CGI. It probably was. Um, I think the Lego in the real world was stop motion. It probably was. And it was real Lego. It probably was. Um, Which, it looked good. It looked very good. Good. Um, But, yeah, it just annoyed me that it was sort of... Oh, it annoyed you, did it? I couldn't concentrate on the film. It doesn't take much, does it? It really doesn't. (laughs) But, you know, at least you watched it all the way through to the end. Uh, Well, you didn't fall asleep in it, so well done to you. No, I didn't. No, 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 that's good. I enjoyed it. I liked the... the, I laughed quite a lot. I did Um, as well. I thought the Bruce Willis little... Yes. Because Bruce Willis is in it as as a Lego version of himself, and I thought um, the jokes about Bruce Willis Mm. were hilarious because they were talking about someone's hair being um, and she didn't like the fact they were talking about her hair and she t- she takes it off so she's just got like the, the lego bald head she goes do i look like bruce willis now and the little lego bruce willis says no <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's crawling through uh, an air duct to try and rescue something and they come across bruce willis crawling through an air duct he goes i don't really live in an air duct honestly i don't live here so i thought the little bruce willis comments were yeah, really, really it's funny a, it's a, there's some really funny bits there in are. it but yes. i just couldn't keep in the film. I just kept being brought out of the film. I think you should have just stayed in the Lego thing. I think you would have still got the references that it was, you know, in a... Um, that it was, a you know, two, a brother and sister playing because it was, like, the the main thing that happens at the end, or what it was called, it was quite obvious, I thought, who it was talking about. Mm-hmm. Trying not to give anything away. Do you not agree? Yes, kind of, but no, not at all. <laughs> If that Good. makes, if that Good, makes any sense whatsoever. Out of ten? Uh, seven, because I, I laughed a lot. I'm going to say a, a six. Well, we know who's right. But that's the Lego Movie 2, the second part. Number one next week, do you think? Uh, yes, absolutely number one. Although it's kind of flopped in the States. I think it only did 30-something million, yeah. and they expected to do 50 or 60. So and it's come out of a weird time, because it's half-term... Next week? Is it? I think so. I don't know. I've got children. It's, <laughs> what's happened to our voices? Don't know. It's like Russell Brand. Um, I think if they took brought it out next week, that seems like more of a better timing. Well, they've only got a run-up because uh, uh, throughout the country, pe- half-term seems to oh, be People go, point. go on yeah, holidays at different times. So they probably there's probably somebody in, on half-term this week and they're enjoying it. And everybody else can enjoy it next week. Oh. Right? Oh, it's just all over the place. That is Lego Movie Part 2, which is out everywhere now. It's a silly name as well. Yes, as we've agreed we it's a silly yeah. name. We'll contact whichever <laughs> company. DC. Mora. Warner, Warner, yeah. It's not DC. What are we talking about? Uh, Anything else you want to talk about? In the film? No, in in film news. In general. So I'll tell you something really, really, really ridiculous (laughs) that that made the news last week in the world of film. Um, The chimney sweep dance in the original Mary Poppins, um, which is led by Dick Van Dyke's affable Jack of All Trades, Bert. Uh, Apparently, according to an academic, he says it harks back to blackface tropes uh, where white actors blacked up to play black actors. Now, what 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 this academic, who's obviously a very intelligent man, who's got degrees in everything, seems to forget is that Bert was a chimney sweep. Yes. They're coming and in and out of chimneys. And he's been up and down a chimney. Yes. And that is why he's got a slightly dirty black I, face, it's, because it's soot. It's not a complete face, is it? There's, no, it's, it's not. No. Partial? No. Is that the best word? Yes. No, it says... He says uh, uh, his name is Pollock Pelsner. Wow. Uh, he flatly calls the scene blacking up, and while it, while it may seem innocuous, it has other more troubling connotations. He says, This might seem like an innocuous comic scene if Travis's novels didn't associate chimney sweeps, blackened faces with racial caricature. I don't think that was what she was thinking. No. At all. No, not at all. You What's happened to the world? It's a, it's a world gone mad. It's a, it's a it's mad world. It's a world gone mad. Uh, something Toby brought up, almost. Uh, <laughs> Go on. We were off you, air. Are you feeling okay, A Toby? trailer that you've seen that you liked. Oh, I don't know if you liked it well, or not. 
It's Hobbs and Shaw. Mm. So it's a spin-off of uh, Fast and Furious. Mm. I mean, they're fun films. Some of the scripts are a bit... Can I just say, yeah. they didn't used to be. The first Fast they and Furious all, is, a, all serious, about cars, is yeah. a serious film. Very a much seri- about car thriller. racing. Yeah. Now, and then now it's all about, well, blowing up stuff. Well, now and... they're kind of trying to out Mission Impossible, Mission Impossible, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. And that's, yeah. Well, they still and make that's a, a lot impossible. of money. That is a mission impossible. They still make a lot of money. They do make a lot Didn't of money. Didn't Hobbs and Shaw sue uh, Fast and Furious or no, something? No, Vin Diesel, I think, is try- was trying to sue them to say they couldn't use the Fast and Because for some reason, the, on the poster for the film, it says Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Okay. It's not the film company. I saw that and was a bit yeah. like, why? Like, how, I'm sorry, Fast and Furious is a film. How can a film present another film? That doesn't make any sense. It's ridiculous. I mean, it looks... Isn't it looks it? like it'll it be fun. Oh, I had nothing else to say. I completely agreed with you. No, it does look like it's going to be fun. Um, It'll make loads of money. Can I... Can I... No, you really can't. Um, Because I've never... The the annoying thing is, Jason Statham, who in this one is one of the, you know, jokey leads, Mm. in the the episode that he actually is introduced, he's the bad guy who kills one of the lead character's brothers. Yeah. And then he comes back in the next film, and everyone's okay with him, and he's just like a comedy sidekick, which is bizarre. Mr. Davis. I've never seen A Fast and Furious. Oh, have you not? Have you not? The love of all that's holy. Really? No, because I'm not that interested in cars. And, you know... Start with number five, one in Brazil. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, I I wouldn't think you'd like that film. Yeah, because it's kind of Mission Impossible-y. Yeah, I guess You like Mission Impossible? I love Mission Impossible. Do you? Fallout wasn't nominated. Any, uh... Oh, we mentioned that. Fallout wasn't even nominated for special... We said um, Black Panther won Best Special Effects. Mm. Well, on it, it wasn't even the best special effects in a Marvel no. movie this year, last year. Before, uh, what just year? quickly, were you going to say Fallout should have been nominated? It should have got for special effects. Well, Tom, Tom Cruise yes. does most of it, so... I'm <laughs> surprised there's not, like, a stunt... Yeah, well, I suppose yeah. that comes under special effects, though, doesn't it? Now? Well, no, no people are saying there should be a stunt. I agree. Yeah. I completely agree. I think there Thank should be a, a stunt, hmm. stunt And award. people are saying there should be a motion capture performance award. I don't know. I feel like that comes under special effects. So, well, no, but it's so that an actor can win. So, like, um, James Brolin could have won a Best Actor okay. using motion capture for playing Thanos. Okay. Oh, because, uh, and, yeah. uh, Andy Serkis in Dawn of Planet of the Apes. They're saying I feel like Andy Serkis would win a lot of things if there was that category. Possibly, yes. yes. Spider-Man won Best Animated. Yep. Told you it was good. Okay, that validates your opinion then. <laughs> this is Wickham Sound. Well, hello there if you're listening to the Monday Movies podcast, which you probably are as you're listening to this. Anyway, let's move swiftly on. Uh, Luke here from Monday Movies. Here's me and Duncan talking about the BAFTAs uh, from Drive Time uh, because we knew we probably wouldn't have enough time in the Monday Movies show because it was so busy. Uh, So here it is now for you, the listener of the Monday Movie podcast. Enjoy. Whoever was doing the soundtrack for Monday Movie, uh, not Monday Movies, for Mm -hmm. the BAFTAs uh, last night had obviously been listening to Drive Time. It was all your favourites. There was a lot of Drive Time songs. All of your favourites. Including Blossoms at one point as well. Yes, and the 1975. Uh, there was oh, lots of your stuff. Florence the Machine. Lots yeah. Of your stuff. So thank you, whoever is listening from the BAFTAs. And can we say uh, not thank you to whoever wrote the script? <laughs> okay. BAFTAs. Joanna Lumley's script. Awful. Terrible, wasn't I it? Mean, there wasn't a laugh there. No, the opening monologue sort of got more roll eye- eyes. Roll eyes? Roll eyes? <laughs> eyes rolled. Eyes rolled, yes. It was terrible. It wasn't Absolutely very, terrible. very good. And why do they have Cirque du Soleil at the start? I, I mean, I it's mean, a film It was thing. good. But, you know... But completely irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the Hollywood stars are sitting there thinking, what is that? Why? Why? Mm. We could do a better job. Next year, we should host it. They just need someone who's naturally funny. Yeah. That's us. Yes. Who know about films. That's That's us. us. And who can ad-lib without... Mucking it up. Yeah, that's kind that's, of us. That's them. That's oh, I mean us. <laughs> oh, Damn it. Uh, so, obviously, uh, The Favourite did rather well last night. Did very well, yes. Won a lot of awards. Including Best Actress? Uh, including Best Actress, which, as you know, if you listen to Monday Movies, I think it's a supporting actress. So, Rachel Weiss won Best Supporting Actress. She did. For what is a Best Actress role. Yeah. And Olivia Colman won Best Actress for what is... A Best Supporting Actress role. Because she has the smaller part. Right, OK. But she gave it to all of them, so, you know, it's fine. She gave it to yeah. all of them, yes. So that's good. No, I've got no problems with that, per se. Okay. And they won one, two, three, five? I think it won, I think it won five Six, or seven. seven, something like that. It won a lot. It did win a lot last way. night. 
But uh, there were some that I didn't agree. There's a lot I didn't agree with. So let's let's go. We did the actress. So how about okay. actor? Actor Rami Malek. Malek. No, there should be. A, <laughs> no, 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 no. No. There should be uh, an award for best impersonation. Right. Okay. okay. And then people like Rami Malek could have been in that. As could... Well, actually, three of them, couldn't they? Um, where are the actors? I can't find my list of actors. You can't find your list of actors. They're not in any order at all, are they? On this... Well, Rami <laughs> Malek, obviously. Uh, then there was also... Um, oh, this is going very well, isn't it's it? Terrible. This I is can't terrible. Fi- Here we go. So you've got Bradley Cooper in A Star Is Born, Christian Bale in Vice, Rami Malek in Bohemian Rhapsody, Steve Coogan in Stan and Ollie, and Viggo Mortensen in Green Book. So, really, Bradley Cooper is the only one not playing a real person. That is true. Um, I suppose Viggo Mortensen isn't so much a impersonation, because no-one knows, really, apart from his family, I suppose, no-one knows what that character was like. But Steve Coogan as Stan Laurel, Rami Malek as um, Freddie Mercury, and Christian Bale as Dick Cheney. They're, they're impersonations. My The original music, which A Star Is Born, won. Now, I've not seen the other two films... But do they have the same songs in it? What were the nominations for best? Oh, best original music. So you got Black Klansman. If Bill, right? So was it original music in A Star Is Born, or was it music that they used in the old films as well? Oh no, it's all original. Fine, okay. No, it was written by Bradley Cooper okay. and uh, Lady Gaga. I haven't seen the other two, so I didn't know. So, oh, okay. yes, that's fine. It would have been strange if those songs were in the 1960 version, wouldn't it? Well, it was. Yes. Yeah, but still. But uh, but it is strange that A Star Is Born has won for songs. Whereas Isle of Dogs, Black Klansman and Beale St- If Bill Cre- Street Could Talk was, were for soundtracks. Sound, yes. They're not for songs, therefore the orchestral score. Whereas Moore's Bohemian Rhapsody, which won for best sound, was more songs. I, I honestly, <laughs> it, it beggars belief that it got an award. For, so for sound, it's nothing to do with the music you're hearing. No. It's the use of sound on the soundtrack. And the fact that it was up against A Quiet Place, which used sound brilliantly by not using sound... I think it's it's a travesty that it won it Best Sound. It didn't win Best Editing, thank goodness. Otherwise, I'd have thrown my toys out of the pram. <laughs> um, another one that I saw you got angry about, and I, I agree with you, um, but Steve won it both ways, uh, is uh, Special Visual Effects, which Black Panther won against Infinity War. I know. I mean, Black Panther is good. Yes. But the CGI in it is good as CGI- well. Mm, there's those hippo things in the fight oh, sequence, true. you know. Yes. There's some I dodgy... they're called rhinos, not hippos. Rhinos. There's some dodgy special <laughs> effects. And I think it's a tokenism thing. We've got to give it... We've got to give Black Panther something. We've got to give it... Need water. Yes. We've got to give Black Panther something. something yeah. Because it was a socially relevant film mm. and it's uh, an all-black cast and so we can't let it go away empty-handed. What can we give it? We'll give it special effects because it's got special effects. Yeah. But, no, I'd be very annoyed if I was um, Avengers... It might be the same team, though. Oh, it probably is. It'll be, you know, Steve will be involved Steve in the will be CGI involved. factory. Yes, obviously. So, yes. And there was another one that got my goat slightly. Was there probably many, wasn't there? Oh, well, no, the one that got my goat the most, and I think got your goat the most as well, was the fact that Roma <laughs> won, cleaned up yes. in most of the big awards. I don't understand. And I do not understand. So it won... This, it won Best Film and Best Foreign Film. Now, if you're in the Best Foreign Film... Yes. I don't think you should be up for Best Film. No. You know? Why, why should you win both? That is very true, That yeah. seems a little bit daft. Um, do you agree with the direct part, though? No, I don't... No? Re- no. I mean, it was beautifully shot, Yes. But so, what it, about cinema tro- cinematography? Cinematography, I probably would have given, okay. because I thought it was beautiful. Yes, yeah, so let, just, let's just go through. What did Roma win? It uh, won? So, film not in the English language. Fine. Yes. Well, no, even then, I wouldn't have given it. No? No. Because I don't think it was the best film not okay. in the English language. Well, uh, cinematography, you would agree. Cinematography, I think, was very good. Director? No. No. Because, what? Put that camera there and <laughs> swivel it every ten minutes? That no, is true. That I could direct like you that. You could. Best film? Def- well, we Definitely know that. Not. Definitely What would you have picked as best film, then? What were the options? Uh, that, obviously. Obviously. Uh, Black Klansman, The Favourite, Green Book and A Star Is Born. See, most of my favourites aren't actually there. Okay, so what would you... If you if, if I had to pick one of those five, yeah. probably A Star Is Born. And if not, out of anything from last year? Uh, Mission Impossible Fallout. Of course, yes. Which sorry, doesn't that. get a look in... At all. Even for special effects. No. I mean, come on. Well, there we go. Come on. Anything else there that you actually... Is there a thing that you agree? Animated film, I probably would imagine you agree with. No, Spider-Man? Uh, Isle of Dogs. 
which was one of my top oh, ten films true. of the year that as well, true, so yes. I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, Free Solo, uh, I haven't seen, but it's supposed to be very good, and we can speak to the people at the Banff Film Festival about that, because that's a, an extreme sports documentary, which is supposed to be terrifying. Rising Star Award, Letitia writes? Uh, I think that... I mean, the poor Americans who, who come into this award and sit there looking hopeful, and they know they're never going to win. No. It's going to go to one of the British nominees, and it's going to go to one of the ones who are... Again, it's a bit of tokenism, I think. See, I liked her in... I thought she was very good in both Black Panther and in um, Infinity War. That's the one. Was she in Infinity War, yeah. She was, and she's yes. in, uh, she was in the final episode of season four of Black Mirror. Oh, uh, was she? Yes, there we go. she was. So, out of all of them yet, then, uh, from last night, don't agree with most of them. I didn't agree with a lot, no. I've got to be honest with you. No. Not looking hopeful for the Oscars, then. I can't see Bohemian Rhapsody winning any Oscars. Do you think Olivia Colman will win Best Actress? I personally don't. No? Because Glenn Close is up for it. That's very true, yeah. And, unbelievably, Glenn Close has never won an Oscar. Oh, and okay. Surely, and it's going to be the Al Pacino scent of a woman thing. She's yeah. going to win the Oscar for a film that she doesn't deserve it for. Right. Even though she's really good in The Wife... Um, but I think they'll give it to her, because it's her turn. Well, there we go. There we go. Uh, there's a little bit of BAFTAs. Uh, if you're looking... Oh, Richard yeah. E. Grant should have got supporting Yes, actor. he should have. Definitely, yes. yes. How, why, have you seen the film yet? No, but I... <laughs> no, but from the trailers, it looks very good. Um, there you go. If you're listening on the uh, Monday Movies podcast, hope you enjoyed that. We'll add it, because why not? Oh, can we add it? We can add it. Oh, why excellent. It's uh, like a podcast extra. That is a little bit of extra, Fabulous. though. There you go. Uh, and if you're... Hello, Drive Time. Don't worry, we're still here. Uh, there was a bit of ba uh, BAFTAs, because a lot of people were mentioning the fact that there was a lot of music that I, was normally on the Drive Time playlist. I thought you had something to do with it. Which I was very you were funny. in the booth. Yeah, I was just going, right, yeah. and Q Blossoms. <laughs> Q the <laughs> 1975. Uh, if right. I'd have heard McFly, <laughs> I'd have known you had something to do with it. On the BAFTA stage, it's McFly. Yeah, yeah, yeah or if, Cole, if Coldplay or and McFly had been added to their playlist, <laughs> I'd have known you, you were, there. were there. No, nothing to do with me. Okay. I apologise. Monday movies on Wickham Sound 106.6 FM. Uh, a very quick <laughs> bit of um, uh, superhero movie news. <gasps> James Gunn is officially on for Suicide Squad oh. uh, to direct. Wow. Which is good. I think that's the best thing DC could have done. Mm. That might I mean, be a good film. It, yes, now it might be. Mm. Especially if he's doing a rewrite. Oh, has Holly Quinn got her own movie? Yes. Yes, she has. Yeah. Okay, when does that come out? This year, I think. In the DC bits of the Lego movie, was it any of the original actors playing themselves? No. Okay. I, don't think so. I don't think so. You'd have to Google it, but I don't think so. Uh, but And also, James so James Gunn is going to direct Suicide Squad, obviously because of his previous tweets. Uh, Marvel got rid of him. Uh, but Chris Pratt has confirmed that they are using his script Good. for Guardians of the Galaxy 3. Uh, whether all the Guardians will be there, it's unknown, because Dave Bautista mm. has said that he didn't want to do it and, if James um, Gunn didn't do it. who did Thor... Taiki Taika Waititi has said no to he it. He said no to it. Yeah, but he would have been a really good fit for he it. He would have been really good, but maybe he's he's sticking up for his friend. Possibly, yes. So there we go. That's Marvel and DC news. Tink. That's it uh, for this week. Thank oh. you, uh, Mason. Thank you very much. Thank uh, you. Luke. Thank you very thank much. You. Which one did we which? And Toby. Thank you very thank much. Thank you very much, Duncan. I will see you all next week. Yes. 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 yes you will. Excellent. What are we doing next week? Well. Hold on. Okay. Let me wind up the show in a very professional manner. <clears throat> That's it for this week. Thanks very much for listening. We will be back next week, whether you want us to or not, <laughs> with reviews of Instant Family and the kid, kid Who Would Be King. And we'll also have Kid Who Would Be King goodies to give away, so make sure you tune in for that. And don't forget, you can listen to this and previous episodes of the show in podcast form from your usual podcast supplier. You've been listening to a podcast from Wickham Sound. To find out more, head to wickhamsound.org.uk.